Karlsson, Karlsson, världens bästa Karlsson Karlsson, Karlsson, hoj här kommer Karlsson Karlsson, Karlsson, ingen faktiskt, ingen annan Karlsson Killar jag så bra som mig Karlsson, Karlsson, Karlsson scores! Carlson. The Central Carlson. beat the Pacific, and then the Atlantic Carlson. beat the Metro, and then in the finals, the Atlantic beat the Central 7-5 to five, with Matthew Kachuk being the All-Star Game MVP, and we are back for part two of the Keeping Carlson Fantasy Hockey Podcast, where Brian and I are redrafting for the couple for the second half of the NHL season. I guess we're a little past it. I always like to think of the All-Star break as like the, you know, half point, but it's not. Like, we're more than halfway. We're actually only a month and a half away from the Fantasy Hockey Playoffs which is pretty crazy. Not even a month and a half. Month and a week? I Listen to my Matchup Maximizer podcast where I broke down the weeks for that. But yeah, I'm your host, Elon Dubrovsky, and Brian and I are just going to keep on rolling here. Brian, how are you feeling about our first round redraft so far? Have my picks like really made you embarrassed about this list, or do you think we have a good list so far? I just, uh, it's. I mean, the Barkov pick was really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in getting feedback from the listeners. I'm interested in getting feedback from the universe. In terms of like, just we'll see, right? <laughs> like from destiny, from fate. You can't wait to see it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't. It's going to play uh, out and we'll find yeah. out. I like that you're looking at, I, I really do like that you're looking at guys who are starting to figure it out, which Barkov might very well be. And I like that you're liking steady guys like Stam, Stamkos ahead of guys who just haven't been doing it long enough for you to make sure you're bought in like Tage Thompson. Also, by the way, maybe coming in from the break, we should have mentioned uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps of the PHF beat the Montreal Force 4-1. to one. The Pride beat the Whale 5-2. to two. And the uh, Toronto Six beat the Buffalo Buttes 7-2. to two. Blowout. All right. Well, uh, thanks for that recap, Brian. But let's probably get into our second round here. We've already started with Stamkos leading off the second round. Who are you taking at 16th overall if we're redrafting right now for the second half of the season? Okay. Pick number 16. You've picked Stamkos. And I guess for this pick, I've got to go and see who's still on the board who went in the first round like in September. So Ovechkin went on average 9th overall. Marner went on average 10th overall. Then Roman Yosi, Brady Kachuk, Jonathan Huberdeau went like late first, very early please second. Do, please don't pick Huberdeau. <laughs> I'm not going Huberdeau. Like we're not even at Stamkos yet, by the way. You give Stamkos a really nice bump, uh, but a, a deserved one as well. So th- these are just the guys who haven't delivered. Kyle Connors in there too, which I actually, I, I, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't been there. Um, okay. You know what I'm going to do here, Elon? I am going to pick Elise Pedersen. Like I'm, I'm, this is, this is the point in the draft where it is kind of, uh, okay. We've been asked not to say mushy middle by one of our, our patrons. <laughs> Why? So, uh, I think they don't like the term. They think it's, I don't know if they think it's lazy Sounds or gross. just gross. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I said, suggest another one. And they suggested miasma of mediocrity. So okay. I, I don't think this is a mediocre group at all, but we are sort of in a in a place where I think we're drafting a bunch of guys who have fairly similar projection likelihoods and outcomes. So uh, I'm going to go with Elias Pettersson. And the reason why I'm going with Elias Pettersson is because even though this year has been such a gong show 
in Vancouver. Uh, he hasn't missed a thing and is actually still amongst some of the top kickupful average point getters uh, just behind Alex Ovechkin, who's still on the board, and just ahead of Steven Stamkos, who's off the board. Uh, Pedersen ranks uh, 14th overall, and there's a goalie ahead of him. So amongst skaters, he ranks just 13th. Uh, and that's great for Elias Pedersen, given all the trouble that Vancouver's been having through the season so far. And I kind of like the idea that maybe, uh, I, like, I think he's a first-round talent when things are going right. He's on a 101-point pace this year. He's blowing the doors off anything he's done before. Last year was a 70-point pace. His career high was his sophomore season in 2019-20, where he had an 80-point pace over 68 games. But this year, Patterson has found a new gear. So I guess there's, like, a, a new coach effect that makes me, you know, normally according to my rules, I might bump him down a bit. But because this is just for fun, I'm going to go ahead and say oh, that serious? I'm interested to see what <laughs> Who told you Pedersen... that? Who told you this was just for fun? <laughs> this is for the podcast. Well, so I want to know if the gains that he saw under Bruce Boudreaux, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I think Boudreaux was letting the Canucks play more than some coaches would, and especially Rick Tockett. So I'm interested to see what happens next. But under Boudreaux, and this season, Pedersen had upped his shot rates, uh, upped his expected goals rates. This is all at five on five. Like things have been going really well for him. Uh, his on ice shooting percentage and IPP are both a little high, so I, I don't think he can quite keep up what he's doing. But in a stable, good situation with Kuzmenko on one side, and I don't know who on the other, with not all the garbage going on around him that was happening this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. The longer I talk about this, the more I feel like it's a bit of a hot take. Uh, Pedersen went 54th overall in a cupful leagues. Also, I wanted to throw at you, like, are any nerves about Horvat being gone? Maybe now other teams will be able to focus on the Pedersen line more so. Well, there's, there's still JT Miller. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Makes me a little so nervous. I- I agree. Like, it changes the dynamics a bit. Maybe the power play isn't quite as effective without Horvat. I just don't see anyone really jumping off the page. Like, I'll, I'll throw out a couple other names, and I hope I'm not stepping too much on your toes, but, like, Mitch Marner, who I already mentioned, Timo Meyer, maybe. Like, there are some safer picks that I already regret not going with, actually, but I, I've gone this can. far with. <laughs> okay. All right, well, switch me to Timo Meyer then. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, I don't know where he's going to end up playing uh, f- next year or for the rest of this year, but he's shown that he can also compete in just about any scenario. And while he might have been, well, I, I don't know that he was overdrafted this year at 20th overall. I'm still going to put him up because he's performed up to that 20th overall ADP this season. So, okay, forget Elias Pettersson at 16. I'm going Timo Meyer. And Meyer might get traded. And I don't know. I, I, I don't want to like bank on a player who's going to potentially get traded and be in a new situation. So I don't know, but I think I'd rather have, I don't know who I'd rather have, but I'm not going to go with either of them. Actually, you know what? I think it's time for the next, maybe the next defenseman should go off the board. At this That's point. actually where I'm thinking in this miasma of mediocrity <laughs> where like there's a, there's a bit of a flag on every guy, a good cop out draft strategy here is to, yeah, go to the D. So I think I know who you're going for, but you look, you you confirm. I don't think you know who I'm going for because I think you think I'm going for Tage Thompson's teammate, but I am not. Swerve. I'm going to go to Roman Yosi, 
who's really heating up lately. Uh, I love the shots that he takes. He takes more shots than Dalene, which I like. Uh, his blocks are pretty good. This is a cupful, right? Where you get some points for, and like obviously, like Dalene had some huge point games. Uh, but overall, I'm just going to take the guy with the uh, peripherals who are better, and also like it just seems like Yozi's picking things up offensively as well. So Yozi is someone who is getting drafted in general, like 14th or 15th overall in cupful drafts, and now I'm taking him here at 17. So. He's been punished enough for not, you know, totally doing what he did last season. But it looks like he's starting to get back to approaching what he did last year. So I'll go Yosi here at 17. And then you could go and think about Pedersen or someone else again. I don't know. Like, I'm really lost here. I think I'm going to join you. And I did think you were going to go for Darlene, um, which means I'm going to go for Darlene here uh, with my pick. Uh, I think we've seen Darlene have an amazing season. Thanks to Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, by the way, like this guy left for dead, right, Uh, on more than one occasion in his career. And he finds a coach that really believes in him and gives him the opportunities that, I mean, we felt all along that he could thrive with. And uh, sure enough, things are going. And that, of course, is helping everybody, including Rasmus Dahlin. 92-point pace so far. So he's outpacing Kale McCarr, 24 power play points through 49 games. He has also added a shot per game to his totals. He's probably scored a couple more goals than he should have. Uh, He's shooting 9% versus his usual, say, 6% at 5-on-5. But aside from that, I don't see a whole lot of reasons to disbelieve that Rasmus Dahlin can deliver another season of point-per-game production from the blue line, which is super, super valuable. So give me Rasmus Dahlin following on the heels of Roman Yosi. Okay. I am going to do another boomer pick now. People are just going to really hate me on this podcast. No fun. Just call me no fun, Elon. Uh, But I'm just going to go Ovi at this point. I think I've waited long enough. Like, I think taking Ovi at 19th overall is pretty good. Like, the guy does have 32 goals this season, which, what does that pace him at? That's got to be, like, above 50 right 32 divided by 52 times 82 oh that would be around a 50 goal season so i think if you could get a 50 goal score and a pretty reliable one at that at 19th overall again this is like one of those picks where i'm thinking like i don't know if it's going to end up being the right pick but i feel like you know you could take a pedersen like you were saying but i feel like there's reasons to be nervous you know with ovi eh, i'm not that nervous like i think he's just going to continue to do what he's been doing so far and like maybe the upside isn't as high as some other guys but i think the floor is like super high lots of shots Lots of goals. It's Alex freaking Ovechkin. Okay, so I'm taking it 19th. Okay, yeah, you go ahead and take Ovechkin at 19th, who's going to be another year older. What do you mean another know, year should... older? He's going to be another day older. I've we're, starting we're tomorrow. Another year older. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reversal of time. Have you ever heard the the song "Older" by They Might Be Giants? I'm not that I recall, but probably. I don't know. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, <laughs> and now you're... <laughs> that actually reminds me of a Mitch Hedberg joke where someone is like, here's a picture of me where I was younger. Every picture of you is a picture of you when you were younger. <laughs> uh, your, I, I mean, you have some good impressions, and that was decent. It's just the inimitable Mitch Hedberg. Uh, okay, yeah. So you Ovechkin, disagree with Ovi here? No, I, I think he's been good. Uh, I think he's been solid. Uh, he's just going to be older. That's all. And 
but like older than what? Like older than the first half of the season? Like he's averaging like se- like he like I said he's pacing for fifty goals like as it's of funny, yesterday. Like, the way you're imagining this is like just a second half redraft. I'm I'm thinking like a little more long term. I thought we're. Is, I thought that was the. We I are, thought that's what it is. <laughs> but I keep I keep sort of envisioning this as like kind kind of trying to predict what the ADPs are going to look like in September oh, based on that's not what, what happens in the second. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think we're mostly on the same page. So okay. I don't know that it changes a whole lot. Uh, but I'm, I'm good with Ovechkin there, Elon. I have nothing to really say uh, that you're wrong. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and uh, grab Mitch Marner with my next pick. So this is 20th overall. Mitch falls 10 places compared to his uh, ADP at the start of the season. Um he had a slow start, like by Mitch Marner terms, uh, just five points in seven games. And I think with with Austin Matthews's uh, struggles to produce or score as many goals as he usually does, Mitch Marner has kind of been there. But Mitch Marner is also pacing for 100 points since the eighth game of the season with 55 points. In his last 45 games, he's taken two and a half shots per night, which... You know, I think that's one of the reasons Which that Marner falls yeah. this far because because it is meh, right? Like you want a guy who you can really count on, and that's actually some of the lowest shot production we've seen from him ever. Um, Marner is shooting less than, well, yeah, any other point in his career. But if I take a slice of just like the last handful of games, like you mentioned, Barkov is starting to shoot more. Mitch Marner has four or more shots in three of his last six outings. He also has a zero shot uncle game in there. So I'm hoping that he is closer to getting back to that, you know, near three shot per game status that he's been over the majority of his most valuable season. So give me Mitch Marner over, yeah, Elias Pettersson, who <laughs> I almost took, but I still have not taken. Yeah, Marner's like behind a lot of guys in terms of like fantasy points per game. So this is like my uh, Barkov pick, I guess. I don't know. I just like, yeah, in a league like a couple, I want someone with that floor of the shots if I can get it. Like, but obviously Marner's going to be a very sure thing to give you at least a point almost every game. It just might be an assist without that as many shots as you'd hope for. But like you said, maybe some, there's been some more shots lately. Okay, Brian, I can't do it anymore. This is a guy who I would have maybe taken in the first round. I already brought him up before. I'm just doing it now. Zach Hyman. He's just like, I just, I'm so, no. <laughs> he's so good. No, like it, it is, we've seen, we've seen first round production from him. But but that's been without Evander Kane. But Evander Kane came back, and Zach Hyman has 16 points in his last seven games. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like I, I can get with it. I'm just again like I think I my window of thinking is going a little bit beyond yours. But and and that might be the reason why we're we're. Well, a shouldn't we be in the same window? Team. I thought we discussed that we're doing a redraft uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Even still, like I I kind of okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, I could be wrong. Like, this is a this is a bit of a swing, right? Because yeah, the lines can change. I think it's risky. Is all I'm saying. Might be, but like, he. It's also risky to not take him because you might be giving up on like the hottest player in the league behind his line mates. Like, so at some point you just gotta go with it. And I don't know. I'll be curious to see how this goes. But I think that I mean, again, okay. His last game, a goal and two assists versus Chicago, like three shots. He had like a goal and three assists against Vancouver recently, with five shots, two goals against Tampa. Like every game, he's getting two, three points. Like I can't leave this, can't let this stand. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm taking. Hyman. Okay, yeah, no, no need to apologize. Zach Hyman has earned that uh, that sort of pull that you're you're giving him. All right, so. you know what? I changed my mind now. I'm gonna. Fine. I, I'm seeing here Adam saying it's a big swing. You're you're convincing me. I feel bad now. I'm. You know what? Give me Brady Kachuk. 
I okay. Like, I'm going Brady. So I'm going to take Hyman with my Brady. next pick. I'm going to lock him in as, okay, Brady Kachuk's going 21. Zach Hyman's going 23 because I know you're not taking it 22. So I'll let you make two picks now. Uh, but I'll, I guess like now that I think about it more, Brady is having a very similar season to Zach Hyman. Like overall, they're pretty close actually in a couple points per game. And Brady Kachuk doesn't have to worry about deployment. And also Brady has... Uh, you know, been doing really good lately. He had a golden assist in his most recent game against Montreal. He's had four shots in each of his last three games. Again, like I love the fact that he, like in a couple of drafts, I think he was getting taken ahead of Matthew or at least like close to him. And uh, I think there's, I don't think he has the same offensive ceiling for sure, but with all those peripherals, you know, he's going to help you every single day. So fine. I, I think you agree with me more here anyway. So I'll go Brady at 21, but I am taking Hyman at 23. <laughs> Yeah, if you're talking floor guys, Brady Brady is your floor guy, right? He's my floor guy. He's everyone's floor guy. He's going to shoot. He's going to hit. His finishing is still not there. Like, over the last couple of years, it was like, oh, yeah, Brady Kachuk, low shooting percentage. I think there's upside here because his expected goal numbers are really high. But and, and usually when someone's expected goal numbers are really high, you expect him to eventually meet those. Uh, most players, if anything, when the expected goals don't line up, they're outperforming their expected goals, like some of the elite goal scorers, because um, there's something that extra that they're doing that isn't quite captured by the stat yet. But Brady is one of those guys on the other side who consistently underperforms his expected goals. And maybe that just does mean that there's a some some element of finish that is missing from Brady's game. But still, uh, that just makes it a real gift when he does finish on top of the beautiful floor of hits and shots that Brady gets you. Okay, Elon, well, you have gone ahead and picked Brady Kachuk and Zach Hyman. <laughs> so, like, oh, you're right. I wasn't going to pick Hyman anyway. So, you know what? I'm going to make two picks at once as well. Uh, I'm going to get Elias Pettersson out of the way at 24 after Zach Hyman um, <laughs> and then go back to 22. And uh, I, I'm going to say part of me thinks that I, I might have picked the wrong Maple Leaf um, in Mitch Marner compared to William Nylander, who is performing better in a couple points per game this year and like has taken his shooting game to a whole other level. Yeah, I'm I, I like I I don't know. Anyway, that's not even my pick here. I'm just I'm just reconsidering. This is the point where you start second guessing yourself. Um, Elon, rest of season, I think I'm looking at I'm looking at Kyle Connor for the rest of the season. He's got 50, he had a he had a cold start. And remember, going into the season, we were a little worried about him and a new coach and uh, Kyle Connor, someone who does not have the best reputation for being defensively responsible and. Uh, with uh, Rick Bonus coming to town, we were worried about exactly what that would mean for him. However, he uh, after that really cold start, where what did he do? He had uh, he had one goal over his first nine games and three assists to go with it, and was shooting like decently, but still not quite as much as we'd hoped. Uh, Kyle Connor now has fifty five points in his last forty three games, including twenty three goals. He's shooting where we want him to shoot. Uh, he's taking almost as many shots as we'd like, but not quite as many as last year's high career watermark of four shots per game this season, uh, especially lately. He's he's right around three and a half shots, maybe a touch higher. Um, but Kyle Connor last, like in September, was being drafted on average at 17th overall. And I think he's a, a pretty good get here at 22nd overall. Like we're, I guess we're getting to the point of the draft where all the guys who we did sort of 
we inserted other guys in front of and they're falling to the second round. Now it's like, yeah, I feel pretty good about this second round pick. So that's how I feel about Kyle Connor. No, I think it's a good pick here. Okay, so to recap, since we kind of did things in a weird order here, that means 20th is Marner, 21 Brady, Kachuk, 22 Kyle Connor, 23 Zach Hyman, 24 Elias Pettersson. The chat's not loving my Hyman pick, but uh, I'm again, we'll f- time will tell. Maybe I'm wrong. Just a hunch. Gotta have some fun here. But uh, okay, Brian, we've still, so we've done 24 picks to go. We'll see how many more we can get in the next half hour, but let's take a quick break here. We're done the third period. I think we're tied. We're going to be going to overtime. So hope uh, everyone's enjoying the show so far. We're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors. Brian, you think we're? You think a lot of people are going to be hearing that ad that you hate so much, or do you think that? Or are no. we done with that one now? No, that one only plays in the pre-roll. Like that only plays the second you start the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. So from my hopefully experience. you're past that annoying ad that Brian hates. You know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, have you ever been listening to a podcast and thought to yourself? Could I have a podcast? Well, maybe you could have a podcast. All you need to do is buy a microphone and you might have a podcast too. You know, have you ever been thinking that you're listening to a podcast, but it turns out to be an ad that's mimicking the cadence of a podcast that you really like? Brian likes ads that are more like the... African Lion Safari. <laughs> Come on to the place where you get to see all the. <laughs> I'm insult. They're insulting me. They're no, they're me insulting you they- with the silly songs. I think at least. This oh no, ad- no, they're not. No, no yeah, I disagree no, I like, with you. I think give the me one, the big jingle. I feel like the one that's Make just saying a, an ad. I like the one that's just like saying something to me. It's like, okay, you've told me your opinion with a good microphone. I'm not going to complain about okay. that. Do you remember? Uh, you listened to Startup, right? Yeah, like way back, and I. This is something that I, th- I think I remember from when Gimlet Media started taking ads. They're like, we're gonna play a, a funky little jingle underneath the ad, so you know it's an ad. Like I think it's on the up and up to let people know that you're listening to an ad. Yeah, but it's the pre-roll, so people know that there's gonna be a pre-roll before the show starts. I don't know. Anyway, Brian, we haven't even gone to the commercial. Okay, so with all that, enjoy your commercial. We'll be back into <laughs> to continue this draft in just a second. I hope it's a good one. <laughs> all right, we are back. Hope that was everything you wanted it to be in an ad you know, break. We've drafted one and a half rounds so far, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to draft. I don't know. I shouldn't have gone back there. Sorry. Yeah, Brian, we're done. This, this is an old okay. joke at this point. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So let's just move forward here, and I'm just going to make a pick that you're going to be annoyed at, because I am going boomer again. Give me one of the greatest players of all time. I took Ovi recently. Give me Sid the Kid, who's having an amazing year. Like, he's right up there with the remaining available players in terms of points per game this season, so it's not even like I'm taking a swing. Crosby's crushing it. And, like, overall on the season, he's doing really well. He has 60 points in 49 games, but recently he's been even better. 12 points in his last seven. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. He's amazing. He's Sidney Crosby. And we're talking getting him in the end of the second round. That's how you win your league. Maybe I should have had uh, him ahead of Zach Hyman. <laughs> but uh, here we are. 25th overall, Sidney Crosby is my pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's probably where I would have gone too. Like you want a solid rock and Crosby is a solid rock. He's basically producing exactly the same as he was last season. Elon, you're getting him actually one or two spots ahead of where he was drafted this season, uh, according to his ADP. So yeah, uh, nothing not to like about Sidney Crosby as ever. Um, I'm actually, I, I, I'm, I'm, 
stalling just a little because there's someone I like who's still on the board who went in the same neighborhood as Crosby. I'll just name him. It's Jake Gensel. And I'm trying to figure out if I want him here. I think I do. But he still has not started shooting like fully the way we expect him to again. Right? Like we've been we've been curious about why his like he had like five games in a row where he only took one shot, which is like had to be a career low for five game shot totals, and he hasn't totally bounced back yet. And so I'm a little cautious about taking him. And I do see two other players who are more exciting to me than Jake Gensel. Like Jake Gensel, I think, can definitely go with these guys and and has a better chance of outperforming them than not if everything's normal, but I don't know that it's normal. And we're only looking for the rest of the season. So you know what? Give me uh, give me William Nylander, who's taken, as I already mentioned, three and a half shots per game on pace for 93 points. Uh, he looks like he's on another level this year. He's 26 years old, which, you know, is past the point where we usually see young guys really step up and break out. But we're seeing, uh, we're seeing. I feel like we're just seeing him given a, a little more leash to perform, and the more leash he gets, the more he performs, which means the more he's, the more he gets beyond that. Um, he, I, I don't know what else to say, Elon. I like his shot rates. I like that he's shooting more than usual. I like that he's pacing for over ninety points. Like I said, I, I, I could make an argument that Nylander is potentially worth more in our format because of his shots on goal than Mitch Marner. Uh, and I guess it's between Nylander and Gensel. I'll just take the guy who's already doing the thing that I hope Gensel will do, because Gensel is not yet doing that. Uh, so yeah, give me uh, Nylander. There yeah. you go. I probably would have taken Nylander over Marner. if uh, like I wouldn't have had Marner that high. I, I agree with you. Nylander's awesome. Uh, but I think there's someone even more awesome. But like I'm happy with Nylander here. I'm not arguing with you. But I think the pick here is Sebastian Ajo. I'm actually, uh, if I'm drafting and now we're just ending the second round, so Nylander went at 20, uh, 26, Sebastian Ajo at 27, and Ajo is having a, like a pretty good season. But Brian, have you been keeping up with what Ajo's done recently? He's scored goal. I didn't let you answer. Have you? I'm sure the answer is yes. You're Brian. You're the fantasy hockey robot. Yeah, he's, he's been doing great. He's insane. He's, he's got goals in six straight games. Uh, one of them was a hat trick. One of them was a two goal game. We're looking at nine points in his last six games and they're all goals. And this isn't just like a thing where, Oh, like one of these guys who's like getting like he's Sebastian Ajo. Like he's probably going to get a sit like uh, before that on the season, he was getting a lot of assists. It's not as if he's just like a Victor Olafson or uh, Ellie Tolvanen who like only scores like the, it's, it's exciting to see him getting all these goals to go along with his point per game. He was like putting up before this run. So yeah, he's like top player on his team. He's amazing. You're getting him at the end of the second round. You're happy. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, uh, now yeah. above a point per game. And I think he's going to keep on surging around that level, if not a bit higher. Yeah. Nine goals on Ajo's last 23 shots. So like he, and, but one of those games, he took nine shots. Like That's awesome. And that's not very Sebastian Ajo. Like, like Ajo is funny. Cause like he really is this, Super even keel, like 80, like point per game player. Maybe he'll get you a couple more, but that's it. And uh, yeah, he, he's playing in a way that really stands out, which is not a way that he often plays. One curious thing in Ajo's numbers, Elon, that I, I think I, I like about this pick too, and looking at his value 
going forward through the rest of the season is that his uh his power play numbers are probably the lowest amongst all the guys that we've talking that we've spoken about so far tonight uh he has just 12 power play points this season in 44 games which still means he's pacing for like a healthy 22 23 power play points that that's great for aho but he's generally supposed to be doing a little better than that um and maybe it's because his points participation is down a little bit on the power play so is his shooting percentage even though his like his choice his shot selection seems to be pretty consistent with past years so hey if there was a chance that aho was ever going to hit 90 points this is uh this is about as close as it gets so i like that pick for sebastian aho elon uh after aho i'm going to take somebody else who looks like he could have a chance at hitting 90 points for the first time in his career. And I'm going to find that player in Ottawa performing actually so far just a little bit ahead of Sebastian Ajo season long in the cupful. And that's uh, Tim Stutzla, who's almost... <laughs> hey, Brian, what happened to Gensel? I thought you were so close to taking... This is like the Pedersen thing. You're like, you like, you, you flirt <laughs> yeah. with the person and then you're like, it's, I'll see you in a week. The closer I get to a guy uh, and then back off, yeah, I've, I've got to take, take a breath before I get back to right. visiting him again. Stutzla's been amazing. I like what Schutzler's doing. But honestly, like, and, like can I just say right away, like, yeah. Claude Giroux has been amazing lately. Like, is, isn't Claude Giroux, like, almost as good at this point or, or close to? I, I'm just curious to get your take in general, like, well, moving aside from the draft right now. Like, Giroux's been in, insane lately. I just, I'm just curious to know how, how sustainable you think that is. Okay. Uh, let me pull up uh, my numbers for Giroux. I mean, he is... T- he is t- uh, averaging one full cupful point less than Stutzla. Yeah, but game. I'm talking like on the whole season. Like, I'm talking just lately. Like, I, you know me, Brian. I'm sh- I have a short memory. Like, you know, I just like I'm looking at what's happened in the past month or so. Be a goldfish. That's uh, <laughs> that's your that's your MO here as a fantasy player. I like it. Um, yeah, no, Giroux at, at five on five, he's been actually pretty pedestrian. Like these aren't even some of his career best numbers, but Giroux is just collecting on the power play. 18 power play points in 50 games, and he's doing that with just 46% share of Ottawa's power play time, right? Because of the way there's they split their top units pretty evenly and Giroux's unit usually gets like second crack on a power play. Um, but his power play production has been fantastic. He's shooting 21% on the power play, which isn't uh, something he's done too often in his career. So I, I wonder if that's sustainable. Actually, that was one of the big reasons. Remember last year when Giroux went to Florida and he was tearing it up? It was like all power play production. And I feel like he's continued that in Ottawa, which means maybe he's found another like a thing on the power play that works. We've talked about like Pacioretty and David Perron reinventing their game, especially on the power play to, to find new ways to produce Giroud 35. I don't know if it's exactly the same deal, but that's one thing he's got going for him this year. Um, okay. So there's my Giroud analysis on the back of my Stutzla pick who just, this guy's just picking up steam like from the start of the year. Uh, he turned 21 three weeks ago. He's going to be better and better for the next couple years. Schutz is already on an 87-point pace, and I'm not sure we've seen his best hockey of the season yet, which is why I'm super excited to be able to grab him. And uh, again, he's doing really well on the power play too, but he's on the unit that's seeing a little more time. He has 20 power play points in 46 games, so he's going to need that to hold, but I, I feel like it can, and that's why I like Tim Stutzler here at pick number 28 okay i guess i'll go gensel i don't know like he is very good 
Yeah, you should. Like, I like. there's definitely an argument for Gensel to go ahead of Stusla, but I'm going to blow you away with my next pick, by the way. All right, so 29, we're going to go Jake Gensel. You've already talked about him. So, yeah, let's hear uh, pick number 30. Blow me away. Are you taking a goalie, finally? No. I've actually filtered the goalies out of my spreadsheet. <laughs> no like, goalies. I'm not, I'm not interested. It's too... Too hard to predict. It, it's too hard to predict, and good skaters are... Good goalies are golden. All right, it's true. In the cupful, they're not as golden as they were last year, but they're still golden. It's great to be able to, like, you have those two roster spots every night, starting spots. So you want to maximize your value from them. And if you can, that's great. But too much of a crapshoot. And there's too much likelihood that I'm going to find someone late in the draft or on the wire, even though I don't often. Like, it doesn't end up like the strategy of fading goalies does not always work for me. But I feel like that's not a reason to give up. Um, Elon. I'm going with Nick Ehlers with my next pick, who I think has fallen too far in this draft. Uh, And I think one of the reasons he has fallen this far is because, well, he was injured, but Ehlers is still on a 92-point pace in the games he has played, 18 points in 16 games. And he's only shooting, he's not even shooting 8% this season, even though he's taking more than three shots per game. Usually we could expect Ehlers to shoot like 12, 13%. So I can see... Ehlers easily having a couple more goals, which would put him at a 100 plus point pace for the season. Uh, And he has that nice floor because of the shots he takes. And he's, again, a 100 point plus player. And that's why I would not not want to let Nick Ehlers escape really the second round, even Elon, like I'm looking at some of the picks I made before him. And I'm, I'm second guessing whether I should have but Nick Ehlers at the start of the third round, boy, am I pleased as punch to have him here. Yeah, like, is there anything wrong with him right now? Like, he just kind of went a little cold right before the All-Star break, which I'm curious to know if you're reading anything into. Only one assist in his last four games, a couple two-shot games in there. I guess obviously not something that's worrying you. I'm seeing also only 33% power play time the last game. Let me just verify that nothing crazy is going on here. So Winnipeg in the last game was with rolling... four minutes of power play time, too. Somehow he only had the 34% oh. share of the minutes. How does... Yeah, the... tell us how that worked. Well, I'm seeing that Wheeler, Shifley, Dubois, Connor... So yeah, we wait and some, for part of the game it was Wheeler, Shifley, Ehlers, Dubois. So Connor, I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, normally Wheeler is the one who's been off the top power play, but in this game, Ehlers was off it for a lot of it. So we'll have to see moving forward. Obviously, that would make a big change. We know that Ehlers is not a stranger to not being on the top power play. But yeah, assuming he stays on the top power play, I think it's a good pick. But I am I I don't want to you know make people nervous at this point just because of one game. Let's see how things go after the break. But Blake Wheeler is also good on the power play, right? Like there's a, Andrea. Yeah. Andrea in the chat has mentioned that uh, Ehlers spends a little time on the fourth line. Maybe it was just like he's like nursing something. Who knows? Whatever. Just one yeah. game. Let's not be nervous. But yeah. like Ehlers with a an weird asterisk. Thing to do to Nick Ehlers. <laughs> yeah. I I don't even I don't need what's the asterisk. If he's on the fourth line, you probably wouldn't want to pick him okay. here. <laughs> yeah, but I, I honestly, I'm looking at his game log. It might have been just like a couple shifts. Okay, so we're okay yeah. then. I'm okay. I'm I'm good with him. Few. Okay, so we're gonna keep Nick Ehlers here. You know who's like I'm bummed that I'm not gonna pick is Jack because Zabanajad. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I I might take Zabanajad. But yeah. I, I I would love to take Eichel here if like if the news didn't come out that Mark Stone was out like long long term I might go Eichel here because I think that he's like night and day with Stone in the lineup and it would be like a really fun pick to, even though he's like super cold like pointless in five to be like oh Stone's coming back after the break he's he's gonna get rolling for sure but 
I just can't bank on that. So I don't know if he's even going to get picked at all because we only have another 10 minutes to go. And I think we have too many good players. But obviously, uh, okay, Brian, I'm going to make a pick now that's pretty far down the list. I like Zibanejad. That was actually a fun pick. But I don't know why he's fallen so far. But uh, Brad Marchand, remember him? Always getting taken in the first round oh, yeah. of leagues. Why is he... I What's guess he like, okay. So he's down. He's down a bunch of his cupful. Yeah, yeah, he's only pacing for eighty-eight points this season. Last season, he yeah. paced for ninety-four. Before he was like a hundred-point guy. I think if anyone's okay. gonna bounce back in the second half to do more like what he used to do, like I just have a lot of faith in Brad Marshall. So again, this is one of my classic floor picks. Where yeah, I could take. Well, I think Zabanichad's also a good floor pick. But you know, there's like like Tim Stutzler, for example. Maybe Stutzler's better than Marshawn at this point, but. I'd still take Marshawn, I think, just because he's someone I can set my watch to for sure. So, uh, but I'm, you know, not to poo poo the, the Stutzla pick, but yeah, I think at 31, you're not complaining by getting Brad Marchand here. So that's where I'm going. Yeah. And I'm looking at his numbers. I wonder if um, maybe, you know, because Boston split their top two lines for a lot of the season. So maybe that he's that line is being his his even strength ice time though is the same as in the past. Don't he forget Jake shooting. DeBrusque is coming back now, so maybe that'll help that yeah. line. He was doing so well there. Yeah, maybe. Although like Marchand's shot rates at five on five have dropped like a, a fair deal. So I, I it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to expect from Marshawn on the second half, same or better. But, like, this would be um, – he's 34 years old. He turns 35 in May, but this is age 34 season. He's on pace for his third consecutive year of decline, uh, going back to two seasons before, 107-point pace. Last year, 94-point pace. This season so far, an 88-point pace. So I guess we'll um, – I, I, he's, he's one to keep an eye because it doesn't feel like Marshawn is doing – not great, but if you look at the numbers, um, yeah, he's not up there with a lot of the guys who are still on the board. The you're guys, not mad. The way, you're he, not mad getting him here, though, right? No, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not, I'm not gonna look away, and uh, <laughs> and think I can do a whole lot better than Brad Marchand here. And like, yeah, also just echoing your take on Eichel. Yeah, I'm worried about him. Um, I did. I heard on short shifts like they were talking about. How like we're seeing maybe are we seeing the same pattern that we saw in Buffalo? And I did see Jesse Granger, the Vegas beat writer. Someone asked him a mailbag question, being like, "What do you make of Eichel's body language? Like, is this is he a bad influence? Is are things not going well? Do his teammates not like him?" And Granger said that like sometimes Eichel will come back and like look up to the sky when he's had a bad shift or something bad has happened, and like you might notice it more. Like you might do it a little more often, like a religious most. thing. No, like, just like an, ugh, like, that sucks. Yeah. You know, like, you can tell he's frustrated or, like, you read into it, right? You see a guy who's not doing that well and he's looking like, he's like, oh, come on, this sucks. Um, Anyway, Granger said, like, not to read into it very much at all and to just, like, yeah, be happy with, or not be happy, but it seems like Eichel is happy and that his teammates still like him and that it's just a rough patch. And, uh, but I'm with you without Mark Stone. I'm a little worried because I'm not sure exactly how that situation turns around. 
All right, so Marshawn went at pick 31. Brian, I think let's make this a top 35 because we're uh, running it. This is a long shift, which I guess we like to do on this podcast. But at some point, we have to stop. It would be fun to just keep doing this forever. Maybe we do the, the patrons could keep this exercise going. Uh, we, could, we could set up a channel and, or we could just talk in an episode discussion about who would go you know, in the top 50. But yeah, let's do four more to get up to the top 35. Brian, we're on pick 32. We've each got two picks left. I think I know who I want with my next pick. It'll be fun if you snipe me. Are you going to? Um, I'm curious. I don't know. I'm looking just like at the two guys hanging out, out at the top of the board right now that or three that we keep passing up on Travis Konechny, Eric Carlson and Bo Horvat. Of the three, I think Horvat's the least likely to keep doing what he's been doing all season. But I'm still actually going to leave those three on the board and go to the next guy below them who's just been hanging a little bit. And that's Braden Point over in Tampa who is having a great season. He's producing, uh, in our Cupful scoring, uh, an extra point per game on average compared to last season. And that's showing up in his counting numbers too. Braden Point pacing for 92 points uh, so far through 48 games. One thing that's really working for him is actually, it looks very similar to that season he had in 18-19, where it was his breakout, his third season in the league, where Point had 41 goals, including 20 on the power play uh, for 92 points in 79 games, 95-point pace, and hasn't been close to that until now. Uh, this season, once again, Braden Point has a 20% shooting percentage. However, those extra goals are coming at even strength instead of on the power play, which I'm not saying is like any more reaffirming. And uh, again, this is becoming one of those picks that like the longer I talk about, the, the less sure I am. But I do like his shot rates are up. His expected goals rates are up. Uh, right now he's playing on that trio that we mentioned at the start of the show with Kucherov and Stamkos. What a great power play unit he's on too. So I, uh, I I don't think I could look past him. I think there are some other players that I'm interested in who carry a little bit more risk than Braden Point does. So maybe I'm throwing off, a, throwing away a little bit of upside here, but I'm very happy to get the really nice cozy floor. All right. Next up, I'm going to go back to D here. I'm going to, unfortunately, I love Eric Carlson. I'm going Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton's been so yeah, amazing. I yeah. Like Hamilton is like uh, on New Jersey. Like New Jersey scores so many goals, and Hamilton's like eight points in his last four games. If you look, he's re- like he had a bit of a slowish start to the year, but also you know me with the shots, right? He has five, five, six, and five shots in his last four games. So Hamilton is just exploding. We're well past the time of last year where we weren't sure if he or Severson were going to be on the top power play. He might end up being the top defenseman. I think him, Yozi, and Makar are actually a lot closer than they've turned out to be in our draft. I maybe even would have had him a little bit higher. But yeah, at this point, I'm definitely not going to leave him on drafted so give me dougie hamilton here and brian you get uh, your last pick of this podcast okay well i i didn't snipe no you but you you ended up sniping me because mm-hmm. i was going hamilton next uh okay you know what we've talked a lot this season about travis konechny doing what he's doing and doing it in a way that seems like pretty reasonable like his points participation rate has been really high for a lot of the year. And, like, we get it. Uh, It's been, like, a a little much for him to be involved on 90% of the goals. But then again, who else is going to score if it's not Travis Konechny? So, like, by default, um, he was pacing for 100 points for a good chunk of the season. Now he's pacing for 89 points uh, and still shooting probably a a little higher than he should be. Um, Like, a couple percentage points, maybe, at even strength, but it's on the power play where he's also like, ah, 
I don't know. Again, like this, this is what I do every time we've talked about Konechny this year, which is like I try and pick apart his numbers. I'm like, well, you know, they're actually all really fair, which is why I'm picking him here. Uh, if I'm going rest of season, he's proven that he can contribute on a team with very few capable players around him, if any. And uh, I guess the one caveat would be for Konechny the rest of the season is that he's on a team that's probably going to see some changes at the deadline. Like Maybe they might ship out a couple other pieces. Some more change might be happening. But none of this has seemed to bother Konechny so far. So I'm going to go with Travis Konechny, who is ranked uh, 21st this season in kickupful scoring. So I feel pretty good getting him here all the way down at the 34th pick. So Elon, uh, I don't know if you were interested in him or not, but uh, either way, you've got to pick the 35th and final player of this redraft. Yeah, maybe you could help me with it because I'm looking to go D again and I can't decide between Victor Hedman and Eric Carlson. So here's the argument for both. Carlson has the most points. He's got 66 points in 51 games. Insane season, 106 point pace. The, the negative for Eric Carlson is there's the injury risk, which I'm always a little nervous about. There's the fact that Timo Meyer might get traded at the deadline, which makes the Sharks less of a, you know, he's going to have one less person to pass to. That's going to, you know, we'll be confident he'll be able to bury it. Also, Carlson's shots have been down a bit lately. I'm seeing a lot of two-in-one shot games, which isn't great. So, like, overall, he's better. But Victor Hedman, actually, he's got 21 points in his last 20 games. Hedman's really picked it up after that crazy pace where it looked like maybe he was droppable even like you know he's off the top power play he's firmly cemented back on pp1 he's got like more shots lately he's getting points every game tampa is not going to be trading anyone away at the deadline and headman is a bit more durable so you tell me brian like brian i've, I've narrowed it down to two you make the you make the last one or we could just make them 35 and 36 if you concur yeah. <laughs> but who Let's goes do that, first well, we're, we're at another moment where, like, the forwards sort of all kind of blend together and they all have the same... I think maybe Tavares stands out amongst who's left, but... Well, Zabanejad is really good. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a f- there, there are several very good forwards, but I'm not sure anyone stands head and shoulders above the rest. So that's the time in the draft where I'll see if any D do. And I think you've identified them, Elon, and Hedman and Eric Carlson. And to be fair, I will say Adam Fox could also be discussed here, but... It's, uh, I've narrowed it down to these two. <laughs> yes, and then added a third. You know, Josh Morrissey could also <laughs> yeah. potentially be considered Definitely. in this he's group too. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think, doing better in our scoring setup than Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morrissey's hmm. been insane this year. Yeah. But, but okay, anyways, I'm, I'm doing between Hedman and Carlson. So, Brian, you choose. <laughs> and you're going to make me... I was trying to delay long enough for you to choose. I, I mean, I like Hedman, 20 right. points in his last 21 games. Carlson, you just worry he's... He's one, you know, bad turn or whatever away from an injury. So give me Hedman for the rest of the season, even though my, my heart says Carlson, my head says Hedman. All right. So ah. we're doing 35 Hedman, 36 Carlson, and that's going to end the episode, but it doesn't have to end the drafting fun. It, it ends it for us, but you, t- go continue the draft. Let us know who you think. Who, first of all, who did we miss on? You don't need to tweet at us too long and hard about like Zach Hyman being too high. Like I get it. It's a swing. Okay. 
but you know, aside from that, definitely want to hear your feedback on this. Hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, Brian and I will be back with your regular fare next weekend, like examining all the news and notes from the past week of NHL action. Uh, in between now and then, though, of course, you're going to have a couple short shifts episodes with the great Louis Ezekiel being joined in one of the shows by Jeremy, one of the shows by Shams. What a dynamic trio we have over there. Uh, then I'll be back with a matchup maximizer to look at next week's the following week's matchup and who we should be adding and maybe dropping to maximize the number of games played so yeah make sure you're subscribed to keeping carlson to get all this good stuff that we keep throwing out at you You know brian our download numbers go down around this time of year which on one hand is a bit of a bummer but if you're listening to this just know that you're special because you're not one of these people that's you know burning hot at the start you're excited and then by this time you're like ah my season like if you're listening it's either because you're you know still doing well in your league and and you know need the advice or you just are someone who's a hardcore fantasy player that's not you know johnny come lately you know like oh just like coming to to take a look and now i'm back into the you know excited about the super bowl or whatever so thanks so much for still listening to the shows all throughout the season we i've been doing everything we can to make them as good as as we can for you and obviously we'll take any feedback you have good or bad uh if you really like it a five-star review on itunes is always really appreciated uh but with that what else should i we have the patrons always got to thank the patrons you're the best you know what? i'm not even gonna make an ad or a promotion and telling you how to become a patron i just want to thank the existing patrons please stay patrons you're the best brian do not say the the link to become a patron in no, the outro I'm, I'm just gonna thank everybody who has gone to patreon.com ah, keeping carlson in the past or or keeping carlson.com slash patron to support us we really appreciate it. that's oh. all like just the people who've taken the steps to do it yeah you guys are really the best uh the patrons are what keep us going and we try our best to give you the perks to make it worthwhile uh, but with that anyways i'm just blabbing so brian let's cue the outro music take us out of here all right, this episode of the Keevan Carlson Fantasy Hockey Podcast was presented by Topper Hockey and powered by our patrons, including our super supporters, Ricard, Rob, David, Derek, Ryan, Tom, Andrea, Tyler, Aaron, Adam, and of course, Patty, who went to the All-Star Game, by the way, and she had a great time. All right, so it was fun if you were there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, what else do I normally say here? Oh, yeah, Kevin A. Bear, our couple coordinator and a team of co-commissions, crushing it we just got this new tool actually elon that we're gonna cite i think we've already started but like through the rest of the season where we have a a cupful percented rostered stat and like adding and dropping trends too uh that i think is more valuable than anything any platform offers so thanks to kevin for creating that and our co-commissions for keeping every division active as we roll through the season and up towards the playoffs thank you shams benamore our newest short shifts co-host and you elon for all the work you do at keeping us updated by gamedaytweets.com uh thank you to uh, everyone on the short shifts crew uh lewis jeremy shams as well follow them at short shifts kk logo art by brandonweave.com outro music by pat roach this episode was researched with help from dauber hockey frozen tools stopper prospects natural stature evolving hockey cap friendly the athletic hockey goalies.org hockey reference hockey videos hockey database elite prospects and yeah you know, Brian, I'm thinking now, like, I even want to just turn off the ability for people to sign up as a new patron for the next Why? week just to, like, take so that that ad you did that I didn't want oh. to do doesn't are end up that, counting. Are you mad? <laughs> no. I just, but anyway, I'm just kidding around. All right. Thanks, I everyone. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you just got to say no new friends. We've got a good group. Maybe we're set. Maybe we don't need I love new, new friends. <laughs> All right. Well, you have one week. To, we should do that sometime. 
do you think that would be a good business decision to just say like you have to sign up now to be a patron and then for the next two months we're, we're closing the doors is that a bad idea or a good idea it's interesting there is a, a, a service online like a, somebody like a te- someone who I'm a teacher so somebody who has like some materials to support teachers who has a registration window open twice through the year like once in September once in December slash January and that's it and I, I haven't signed up but I've been very close but I feel like there is a bit of FOMO knowing that like I can only anyway it's interesting I don't know I'm sure there's marketing studies on it someone let us know if you're a marketer yeah we could probably use someone on the team we have a lot of awesome people on the team but we don't really have anyone like that helps us with business I guess John Newhold sometimes sends us business ideas but I want someone to actually like do the business but anyways tell us what to do what am I talking about? Is this still? Are we still on? Okay. I Thanks. have no idea. Right. What should we all do while we wait for more great content and while we start to enjoy hockey coming back into our lives? I mean, we've definitely seen some moments where we're not sure whether hockey is for everyone or it makes it look like hockey is not for everybody. But please do what you can because we have some control to make sure that fantasy hockey is for everyone. <laughs> 